Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hello. Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined this week, as I am every week, by Miles. Hello, Hello. Miles. You just you you were about to take a drink right as I was getting to that. <laughs> you thought I was going to go on and on. Uh, that's Miles, and I'm also joined by Jackie. Hello. Who was looking at me like, when the fuck are you going to introduce me, Mark? I'm here too. Uh, we it's are, not all about Miles. We are three people, <laughs> if you were counting, who talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime adaptation that started in 2012. Uh, and that is all we have ever talked about. And uh, this week, just going to be a sort of loose, casual conversation uh, with a friend of mine named Sei, who is uh, native to Japan and read the JoJo comics. I don't know if it was back when, well, definitely not back when they first came out, but uh, years and years ago and has never seen any of the anime until I think yesterday I sent some clips over. Hmm. So that'll be a new perspective for us to hear. Um, and I was kidding before we watch a lot of other anime. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Uh, we're watching many other different shows because we have covered all of the JoJo anime and are now taking suggestions from our Twitter, which is at jjbpod, and uh, from our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jjbpod. You can make suggestions there, but if you want us to uh, guarantee watching something uh, you can join the boss us around tier and for 15 bucks we'll watch a few episodes of whatever anime you want as long as it's not technically pornography <laughs> this is an anti-pornography podcast anyway before we bring on our guest we're going to take a quick visit to correspondence corner miles hit the correspondence corner theme please <laughs> Okay, great. Thanks for that. Perfect. That's exactly how I remember it. This is when we read emails sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Um, and you can send us pretty much anything, but uh, if it's way off topic, we will summarize and not dilly dally on it. Here's an email from someone named Omar. The subject is called. It's called, the subject is trying to think of a funny reference. Peace be upon you, JJB pod gang. Salaikum al-salam, I think. First, I'd like to ask you all how you are doing. I hope you are in good health. After you guys read my email in the Akudama Drive episode and asked for a basketball anime recommendation, I thought I should indulge. Then I realized that all of them kind of suck and you'd hate on them during the podcast. And I don't want to yeah. hear that. <laughs> if you're truly curious, Slam Dunk and Real are absolutely great manga about basketball by the same author who did Vagabond. I don't know what that is. The Slam Dunk adaptation was not up to his standards, so he's claimed he'll never let another one of his works be animated again. Hmm. That's the last time I'll ever talk about anime in an email again. Lots of things ending now. Hmm. Uh, the other day, me and my brother went to visit our sister in Houston, and while we drove, I discovered that Texas has this mega gas station called Buc-E's. It's practically a mini shopping mall on the side of the road. What is one thing about New Jersey that you think is cool as a native that other people don't know about? The other day, I tried to cook something fancy and it ended up pretty mediocre. What's a meal you crave? But when you're done eating, you realize it was not worth it. My first kiss was with a guy. Okay, wait, let me explain. So it's not so TMI. 
If you've ever played the Pocky game, you know it's like a who blinks first, but with a chocolate stick that you eat until you give up or kiss. It was the driest, ugliest kiss anyone had ever seen, but it was my first. What is a particularly memorable story that you guys have that has to do with a party game? I think this is going to be a short answer. Last question. If money was no object, what would be the place that is number one on your list to visit? Personally, I really want to visit Hawaii. Sincerely, Omar. P.S. I feel like making Mark read Arabic, but I won't. P.P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny for Tina Fey. Sent from my bed at 2 a.m. Yay. Thanks, Omar. Thanks for the email. So many questions. Omar, I can say things like shukran and akrus and habibi. Yeah, habibi. I say say lots of things in Arabic, okay? Lots of them. I can say, can I say anything? I can... You can say salam? Uh... Shakira has a song called Ojo Sasi, and in it she sings some Arabic. That's but Spanish. I cannot sing it. Well, she also she sings Spanish mostly <laughs> in the song, but she also sings in Arabic. Okay. But I do not know those words. Well, I just it's almost along. like you said nothing at all. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. What is Miles? I'm going to go to you on this one. What is what is one thing about New Jersey you think is cool as a native that other people don't know about? I've never been there, but the Pine Barrens. I feel like people don't think about the Pine Barrens when they think about New Jersey, that we have this giant forest that has a, a devil inside it. The Jersey Devil, you mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, allegedly filled with dead bodies of the mafia, right? That they dump people there? Yeah. And I think in general that New Jersey has a lot of like unspoiled wilderness. It's true. Yeah, people don't know that it is a very green state. Um, and it's the it's the most densely populated state, so we have a lot of different things and different it's people. It's the most densely populated? Correct. Wow. Uh, so it's like if you drive five minutes in one direction, you know, you could be several towns over and things are totally different. Uh, what that really means, though, is that we barely go anywhere. We're just, <laughs> everything's right near us. Why would we move? Or And we can just go to New York or Philly really easily, too. That's true. We can do that. Those are cool things. Um. Weird New Jersey is a thing. Yep. Uh, so New Jersey's haunted. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we're we're haunted. We have and weird a we're, devil. We've got weird. a road that pulls your car up the hill instead of down. <gasps> well, you I've never lived outside of New Jersey, so I have a hard time answering this question. But you guys have. Like, what are some misconceptions people have about our home state? Pretty much everything that you think of. I don't know that we're dirty and weird. <laughs> that we wish we were in New York. Yeah. Which like, I don't know. New Jersey is it's kind of partially New Jersey York, partially mm-hmm. New Jersey-lania. Yeah. And then in the middle there's Central Jersey, which I don't like. <laughs> and that's like the real New Jersey and it's gross and I agree. I see. So all the stereotypes that you hear about New Jersey are really about Central Jersey. <laughs> right. It's like the sash that the state ties around its waist. Mm. That part. Sorry Elizabeth Redbank and all you other sad looking towns that's how dense we are i'm i'm yelling at the central 30 mile span of our state i think anything that's not like up here (laughs) anything that's not north jersey i don't care about and it sucks yeah i feel similarly (laughs) i like some of the stuff uh in camden county outside philly you know cherry hill and Mm. just because i I went there in college Mm. it's fine you know 
good bowling alleys. Um, what's a meal you crave, but when you're done eating, you realize was not worth it? Like a lot of stuff with dairy, um, mm. a lot of fast food. Basically, uh, as far as a things that I make that I don't think is worth it, I, there's no such thing because I barely make anything. What were you going to say, Miles? I was agreeing with you that a lot of fast food, like you crave it in the moment and then you're like, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> uh, clear my schedule for the rest of the day. <laughs> I'll take my appointments in the bathroom. Yeah. You see something on the menu and you really, really want it and then you get it and you're like, meh. Hmm. Not that good. As far as party games, I, I don't know. I don't really know yeah, I, what I've had to I do. I can't think of anything memorable from a party game. Because, like, to coax me into playing a party game, I already have to be, like, drunk or, like, just, like, unhappy. Like, not having a good time, basically. Then I'm like, fine, I'll do this. There was a time in my youth <laughs> where... Um, I don't know. I probably have a similar story to you, Omar. I've, I've kissed a lot of people when I was like 14, uh, at doing party game kind of stuff. Nice. Um, and my first kiss was also, well, my first, uh, kiss with tongue oh. was with a girl. Um, so there's that. I didn't know that. My first kiss kiss was with like, it was like a peck with this boy who was like, my boyfriend but we were totally lame um but that's good you're, you're supposed to be lame when you're like 14 um yeah but yeah i don't know i uh party the only thing party shit is like no no like just like oh yeah we we did it because it was a party thing and it, there's no like i don't know it doesn't feel like it matters which is cool for well, young kids to try side. to explore doing weird dumb shit you're only one side of that you don't know how the other person feels maybe mm -hmm. they don't agree jackie and it meant a lot mm -hmm. okay so the people involved the only thing i guess i can think of when it comes to games at parties is that I, I don't drink alcohol i don't get drunk but people will sometimes need someone for beer pong and i'll be like yeah but it's not fair i don't drink and the partner will be like i'll just drink the beers that you're supposed to drink and that is almost always a death sentence for their evening Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, especially that one house party I went to in college where they used whiskey instead of beer. They were like, we'll just fill the cups with like very little whiskey. And I, again, don't know too much <laughs> about alcohol, but I was like, that's not that little whiskey. That's not the same ratio that like why they don't put much beer in the yeah. beer cups. <laughs> and it was like a zombie apocalypse in there. <laughs> they should bad. have at least like diluted it, like put like a little bit of real alcohol with like seltzer or something yeah but what kind of a college party is it if you're not you know yeah maybe thinking about taking your friend to the hospital or something yeah true um and number one on uh, on our list to visit uh i don't know maybe japan again maybe like osaka or something this I time i would like to go back to japan japan yeah. would be cool miles i've never been to italy i would like to go to italy i have, there's so many places i want to go please open up the world again covid yeah. leave us alone stop terrorizing us leave us alone covid <laughs> please <laughs> fuck off <laughs> let me uh, out of here if i did if i had infinite money i would go to asia too i would go to japan or vietnam or take my baby to the philippines but i'll, I'll probably do that when he's older why would you go to vietnam uh it looks cool and really uh mary is a quarter vietnamese according to 
whatever genetic test whatever genetic tests the law enforcement agencies now have in its books yeah i kind of want to take one of those though yeah i get curious i go back and forth because part of me is like your parents are taking it so you can find out what they're they have the kits in their house they are still sealed in plastic oh they haven't actually done done it no oh well they should do it they both like had medical issues i don't know they should do it it's just Mm -hmm. it's just sitting there because it costs money (laughs) well there's that it's expensive but i want to see how badly my ancestors were fucked over by spanish people like oh. how much spanish blood is inside me <laughs> yeah what if mine yeah the, the joke i have is that mine just comes back with boxes of assorted crackers um because that is somewhat my genetic makeup mm. and jew just jew stuff oh hell yeah hell yeah well i don't know we can see how ashkenazi and sephardic i am no one gives a fuck and knows what that means but maybe that'll be fun uh let's move on to the next email thanks omar Thanks, Omar. Uh, this email is from Pamela, I believe. Oh, I know this. <laughs> hey there, JJB Pod. Hope you are staying hydrated. I'm drinking wine. That's a liquid. Uh, my expectations for my previous email to you guys was for you guys to say it's wrong to stalk people's Twitter accounts to that extent. But to my surprise, you guys seemed entertained and actually gave me homework. It's the middle of the night, and I don't want to do my actual schoolwork, so you know I will deliver. Oh, so we asked Pamela last week to find our first tweets. I, I don't actually recall it that way. <laughs> I don't know that we did, but okay. I think we okay, just well, taught her how to do the search properly. <laughs> well, Pamela did it. Oh. Uh, so here, here are our first tweets. First up is Mark, uh, and Pamela says, This tweet is so you. Nothing about this shocked me. <laughs> uh, and she also wonders where your old account went. Uh-huh. I think it's still somewhere. It's still somewhere. Yeah. Uh, question. Oh, wait, it's attached below. Should I, I'll read the tweets. Yeah, why not? Mark's first tweet from at DeVriestron is praying this Thanksgiving isn't a repeat of last year's where I turned into a being of pure light and accidentally erased the minds of friends and family. It's almost the one year anniversary of that tweet. Congrats, Mark. Yeah, well, thankfully, this this Thanksgiving will definitely not be a repeat of that. Um, Pamela says, question, why are you not a redhead, Mark? I feel like you should be. You have a redhead personality. I disagree with that. I don't, I didn't really know how to take this, but what I do think is funny is that I am, I am kind of half redhead. My mother is a redhead. Um, and at certain, but you, but you have more of your dad's humor and personality, I think, than your mom. Yeah. Yeah. To a degree. What's I your, will say though, that what's the, your dad's hair color? Brown. I don't know, light brown, but I my okay. my beard hair looks uh, red at certain angles. Yeah, it does. So I am maybe perhaps secretly a redhead as well. Mm. But uh, I don't, Pamela. I'm interested to know what you think a redhead personality is now, because <laughs> I, I don't know I, if it's as good I think as, of it as someone like like vivacious, and I don't think that you are that. Yeah, my mom isn't that either, though. So I think of redheads. I think of Irish people, and I think of just like sadness, detachment. <laughs> you know that's that's my redhead Let's i think i think on. the stereotype <laughs> is that they're like unique and courageous and like fiery yeah you're the girl from bright brave you're just thinking yeah you're the girl brave. from brave exactly mark yeah you-, you guys aren't actually thinking of people you're just thinking of cartoons have you seen brave no okay who do you think you're more like um the girl from brave still have not seen it chucky from the rugrats or chucky from uh child's, child's play, play. <laughs> uh, well okay in all honesty chucky from rugrats really 
but I would like to be more. Yeah, I'm a huge nerd. I would like to be more <laughs> like Chucky from Child's Play. Aww. In that I am a serial killer who, through some kind of lightning storm, gets put into the year's hottest toy. I think. <laughs> I believe that's the plot of Child's Play. Uh, you can move on, Miles. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jackie, your first tweet and first Beyonce related tweet are attached below. Here they are. Uh, <laughs> Jackie's first Beyonce-related tweet from May 2, 2012. This song is making me emotional about cores. Beyonce meets hashtag portal parody of If I Were a Boy via at Nerdist News, and it's a link. It's like a share a yeah. share link thing. Yeah, if you... Uh, I, I um, So Pamela liked this tweet uh, a couple of days ago, I guess, and so I was like, who's liking my old tweet? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know what this is. Um, but I listened to it, and it's really good i still like it it's a it's a it's a if i were a boy but it's if i were a core oh boy and it's a portal portal themed and it's so cute and it's like a little robot voice singing like if i were a core <laughs> it's cute okay i'm glad you still like it i i, I would anything i think this i is would from, find cool eight years ago i'd be like Arr. this is from 2012 i was oh i was not in college i had graduated already I, so, and then I, I was working in, I was working for PBS. Nice. Um, and then she includes a tweet from December of that year. I'm not sure why, but it's always wanted to go to a game jam, but had been nervous about not having design experience. Decided to go to this though. And then it's a link. Yeah. The December one that, that was, that would have been after the May 2012. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Pamela also says, hope you are doing good. I saw your profile photo on Twitter and that hair to the side thing looks so good on you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) And then she asks, you had several tweets that day about some pocket watch. What was that about? Several tweets. What day about a pocket watch? This is becoming an interview. In like 2012? I I don't know. Because I did did buy a pocket watch. Like I have one somewhere that it was really cool. Oh yeah, this is when you got that family curse and uh, no. we had to like go kill somebody in South America to remove it. You don't remember that? No? No. Okay. Pocket. I don't know. I bought a pocket watch in New York probably because I, I saw it on the street and I bought it and I was uh, You wanted to be watch. the Mad Hatter. I just like, I just like old things. Like I think cup, compasses are cool. Yeah, that's true. I think hourglasses are cool. Yeah. I think things that helped people back in the day like figure out where they are and when they are are really cool so like puritan puritanical christianity and stuff i don't i don't understand just help people figure out where they were mark no all right that's more like who who you are what your place is in the world but anyway is a belief system not a tool for one to orient themselves with anyway not not look not by location or or you know what is location, if not the abscissa of reason and belief? Wow, 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 wow. All, right. All right, shut up. Mm, my first tweet, uh, <laughs> I actually looked this up during the last podcast episode, and it was too boring to bring up, but it's... <laughs> Coward. The Pascac Valley Line is the fastest growing rail line for at NJ Transit, and then it's a link probably to a story that I wrote. <laughs> Hashtag NJ Commute. <laughs> and I saw that the timestamp is exactly 9 a.m. because I used to not care about Twitter, and I would just schedule my tweets days in advance of strictly my stories. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so it makes sense that that is the first tweet from this account, because I'm pretty sure I made it specifically for working at nj.com. Uh, and Pamela says, I should get a private jet. 
like a normal person. Stop being a weirdo. Question, Miles, do you think you are intimidating? I'm asking for a friend. I don't know. Uh, and our, the account's first tweet is Dojian. Finally, we have a Twitter. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Dojian. Oh, in a new episode of the podcast, please comment, rate five stars, email us. And you didn't do that, which yeah. is why we failed as a podcast. You must go on iTunes. You must rate us five stars. You have to do it. Please do it. Uh, <laughs> Pamela continues, I must say I am disappointed. I was expecting controversial stuff. That's the only reason I wanted to find your first tweet. Turns out you are just good, wholesome people who care about your family and friends. (laughs) I liked all the first tweets, so you probably got weird notifications this week. That was to help you find them. This was actually a fun adventure. P.S. I can't believe you thought I was horny enough to actually find your old accounts. Where the fuck would I even start? I don't even know your last names, lol. How do you not know our last names if you found our whatever? Wouldn't you be creeped out if I actually did? Wouldn't you feel unsafe? P.P.S. For some reason, I can't remember what Mark with a K. She constantly misspells your name, Mark. Yeah, you got to fix that. It's with a C. It's with a C. It's cram backwards. (laughs) So I may have sent a random stranger's tweet, and I hope that is not what happened. Please confirm (laughs) that is your account. That is Mark's account. That's me. Yeah. P.P.P.S. This might not be of any interest to you, but did you know the voice actors for Dio, Kakuin, and Jotaro have all done voice acting for hentai? What you do with this information is up to you. Don't go Googling that with other people in the room is all I will say. P.S. It's... Oh. <laughs> this is not a P.S. It's just continuing. It's getting chilly. These guys stay warm, and I hope you have great, cute, little, ugly sweaters, especially the Whittle Baby. The Little Baby. P.P.P.S. Thunder only happens when it's raining. Players only love you when they're playing. Women, they will come, and they will go. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know. You'll know. And that, of course, is Fleetwood Max. Mm. Dream Dreams. Yeah, and when Pamela refers to the Whittle Baby, she's talking about Miles' child, not one of us. None of us are the Whittle Baby of this podcast. You assume. You would hope, right? <sighs> I guess I do assume that. Maybe it's about Miles himself. Um, yeah, the hentai thing, I've heard that, that professional, like, straight and narrow anime voice actors will also do hentai. I don't know if it's like how they get their start. I know that's true of like artists. A lot of artists will draw like lewd content and then get a professional job. Uh, But I remember also hearing that some of these voice actors will try to keep that on the down low that they used to do porno noises for a living. But uh, I think it would be funny because I I can recognize Dio's voice actor, at least in the anime world. So I wonder if I would be like, hey, that guy coming is Dio. I recognize him. (laughs) You know? But it's just it's just acting, you know. It's not pornography. Anyway. Thanks for writing, Jackie. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. This email is from Kenny uh, about that robot episode. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say great ep, the Gundam one. Last episode, somebody asked about pre-podcast mecha anime experience and Mark just straight up forgot about Gurren Lagann, Mm -hmm. which is indeed one of the greatest mecha anime of all time. Some more good mecha anime you may or may not have heard of. Gun Cross Sword or Gun X Sword. A little edgy sci-fi western reminds me of Cowboy Bebop or Trigun. Full Metal Panic. uh, Comedy anime with great military mecha fight sequences. Only season one though. And of course, Code Gas. 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 Code Gas. 
one of the best anime ever made. Okay, bye then. Sincerely yours. <laughs> Sincerely yours, Kenny. P.S. When I imagine Jojo as a mecha anime and Jotaro sitting inside a star platinum mecha, I get so horny. That would be cool. Thank uh, you, Kenny. I did forget about Gurren Lagann, but I, in my defense, Gurren Lagann does not really feel like any other mecha anime. Um, and I also forgot, the funny thing is I forgot another mecha anime uh, that I was reminded of in your email because I have seen Full Metal Panic. <laughs> ah. I have seen all of season one. I've seen the the gag mo- the sort of silly jokey second season called fumofu which is like a high school zany high school experience side story and then i think i started season two and i was like this is whatever so i think i agree with your take on it who knows what other mecha anime are you know repressed deep within my brain and they'll come out uh throughout the rest of the the podcast you know so many shows could be mentioned and i'll go oh i have seen that we'll never uh We'll never get a final count because it could keep happening. Hmm. Yeah. Was there a question in here? No, right? I don't think so. Nice. Let's move. Just more about Mecca. Thank you for the email, Kenny. Uh, okay. This next email is from Talia and it addresses some of the things from the previous week. So I'm not going to read the whole thing here. But uh, Talia did include this clip, which was referenced. Now, before I give you the check, one more question. Uh, this place, Moe's, you left just before the accident. This is a business of some kind? Don't tell him you're at a bar. <gasps> but what else is open at night? It's a pornography store. I was buying pornography. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. Okay. Okay. Was that like a cover? What was he? What's the context? I don't know. Well, there really was none. Okay. I think it was just, I like the way this sounds. And I, I thought, <laughs> you know what? I like The Simpsons. Haven't seen this in a while. Let's play it. And the, the PS is about uh, pornography and we will not read it. Sorry. Shame on you. But uh, yes. Anyway. Miles, do you want to take the last one? Yeah. This email is from our dear, dear friend, Chad. Our man Subject in Hawaii. Line is it's 4 a.m. sending yeah uh who i already forgot who asked about hawaii omar if you do go to hawaii talk to our man chad uh the subject line is it's 4 a.m. sunday morning that's it that's the subject line okay it's uh, it's funny because the email is time stamped 9 a.m. time mm. zones time zones aloha jjb pod crew and guest keeping it short this week so i don't fall asleep while writing this email chad you got to you got to get more sleep, buddy. Mm-hmm. A quick Gundam mention. There are a bunch of fun fighting games in the Gundam Battle Assault series that are worth trying out that feature a wide variety of mobile suits. Here's the Wikipedia entry. Actually, I played... I used to play a Gundam fighting game on the Super Nintendo emulator when I was younger. Since you took the time last episode to share your favorite JoJo's and JoBros, if a Netflix-produced live-action JoJo adaptation were being cast featuring your favorites, who would you like to see cast in those two roles? Hope everyone in the U.S. reading this and hearing it read has a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Miles' previous Twitter account, based on describing his BMs, was apparently ahead of its time. Behold, Uncore. Uh, and he links to a Kotaku article about a poop-based game released in Japan. 
uh, it was it's like for anthropomorphized health. versions of intestinal bacteria. Nice. I actually got the idea from a Penny Arcade comic, oh. uh, in which one of the characters was tweeting from the bathroom while pooping, live tweeting a poop. I didn't do that. What I like here is uh, President. Oh, uh, the project was spearheaded by Yosuke Ishii, a gastrointestinal surgeon and president of the Japan Unko Society. If you didn't know, Unko means shit. Ah. As the Japan Times previously reported, Ishii decided to use the word Unko after learning that it, along with oppai, which means boobs, was one of the most used words on Japanese social media. (laughs) And the game was developed by volunteers hoping to raise awareness, I guess, for gastrointestinal health. Maybe they get a lot of hemorrhoids over there in Japan. But, you know. Is that gastrointestinal? I thought hemorrhoids were exterior. Well, it's true, but if you don't keep up a good GI system, then you have to force out your shits and you could give yourself hemorrhoids. Mm. Right? Make sure you drink water. Soften that stool, baby. I need fiber, you know? Get some apples going. Get some apples going. Hey, you know what? This this episode, this week, not about piss. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> uh, okay, lastly... You know, well, lastly, is not really the best adverb to start with. Hmm. Uh, before we move into the main segment. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't answer Chad's question. What was the question? Was it about shitting? No, uh, it was about who would play our favorite JoJo's and Joe Bros. Oh, I don't remember my answer, but. Me neither. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't, I feel like I don't know any young, hot actors. Like, <laughs> I don't know who's up and coming. Uh, I'm going to Google young hot actors. Yeah, well, be careful. Mm. Can you Google like hot as in like popular, not don't show me pornography. JoJo live action. So Um, I did a Google image search and Rob Lowe came up. I would like him to play. He could play like Mikitaka. He's just weird. What about Timothy Chalamet? I mean, uh, the JoJo. But he can't be a JoJo. (laughs) He could be like young Jonathan. No, he no. He's no not uh, maybe maybe enough. Jonathan, maybe. like scrawny Jonathan crying while eating chocolate in bed. Yeah, right, right. Um, but then yeah, a lot of the other the JoJo's I like are Asian, and there's unfortunately not a lot of Japanese uh, actors in like Western media. Yeah, when I Google young hot actors in Google Image Search, I'm looking at a sea of white, baby. Um, I mean, and and I don't know how anyone feels about like Chinese or Korean actors playing. Um, Japanese mm. characters, but um, I mean, John Cho is a good-looking guy and versatile. Could be, um, you know, who's, you know who's really good-looking. Old Joe Filipino Jotaro guy from uh, Manny Jacinto, the Filipino guy from The Good Place. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh the, yeah. The guy who's an utter nukesaku, an utter blockhead on uh, The Good he's Place. He's good. Yeah, he's so good-looking though. Yeah. Could could he play? Do we have any canonical Filipinos in JoJo's? I don't think so. Don't know that we do. I would we'll uh, get him in there. I would have all the characters be played by women. Oh, like the actors would be women, but they'd be playing men. They'd just be all women. Okay, that's what I would do. You like reverse Shakespeare, like yes, plays whatever yes. that era. Yes, I think it was like pretty pretty archetypal right like all cultures they were just like women can't be on stage 
Have the men do it. And we'll derive no pleasure from this. But uh, anyway, I wonder if they've done that in movies. Just had women play all the male roles. It's like Hamilton, but with genders. Mm, I can't think of anything that has done this. Well, we have our project for next year. It's definitely a thing in like amateur theater, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's where all the interesting cutting edge shit is. Yeah, man. Places where no one's spending money or making money. Just do an art to do art. Um, I don't know. John Cho could be mm, maybe old Spike Joe Tuttle in part four. He could be wandering. He'd have to bulk up, though, and like study starfish. Uh, let me take a drink of water. What about Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians? I did not see that. Which Which one? Who does he play in that? The main guy. Oh, the main guy. The okay. Cra- he's, he plays the crazy one. No, they're what? all crazy. I thought it was like <laughs> TLC. No, he plays the rich like, one, Mark. One was crazy, one was rich, and one was Asian. No, he plays the rich one. So he's T-Boss? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're just... this. Your question, Chad, unfortunately, has morphed into like, what are some hot Asian dudes you know? <laughs> I'm just like, uh... Uh, okay, no one mentioned on? me, by the way. Yeah, sorry, Miles. You're uh, very unfortunate. Ugh. You're not an actor. Fuck you. Uh, okay, that was Correspondence Corner. Again, you can write to JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com if you want us to read your email. Uh, as you can tell, most of the stuff makes it in. We'll say it. If you would like to support the show, not sure why you would just so far, but give it a minute. <laughs> Then think about this. You can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, support tiers starts at just a dollar. We've had a few new members uh, in the last few weeks or so. Uh, and I love it. I appreciate it. And if you pledge $3 or more, I will read your name when I personally thank you like so. Thank you, Chad, Kevin, Michael, Martin, Tyler, Tim, Austin, Celeste, Nick, Caden, Disney, Kenny, and Aura. You make this show uh, something that I can tell people about without feeling too embarrassed. Yay. Because uh, it generates income, and that is awesome. When I tell people I have a podcast, and they're like, oh, do people something like, yeah, so maybe this amount of people do, and we have a Patreon. They're like, wow. Anyway, um, yeah, you don't have any rats in your attic. Yay. I'm like, thanks, exterminator guy. <laughs> now you know that you were at the house of a cool person. This is a conversation Mark actually had with the ex- with the exterminator. <laughs> pretty pretty much. He was great. We were in the attic and he's like, your attic's pretty clean. He's like, I, this isn't really, I don't think mice would really fuck around up here. I was like, yeah, that's good to hear. He said fuck were around. Were those his exact words? He said fuck. I think he said like, I don't think mice would really fuck with this place. Mm. I was like, that's good. I want to be an exterminator. What's up? Seems like a cool job. I, I Hey man, I, I get you that plug. I know the guy. I know the place. I don't want to work for another exterminator. I want to be the guy who says fuck to random homeowners. Oh, you want to be an exterminator? I meant like, I thought you would want someone to visit. No, I want to be an exterminator. I want to go to people's houses and be like, yeah, fucking rats. Have I told you about that time when I worked at Microsoft doing tech support and this girl brought her computer over and she was there with like a few other people and she just put her computer on and was like, 
yeah, I don't know. It's like all fucked up and shit. Like she pretty much just said that. And I just like laughed out loud because that's hilarious. And she was like, no, it is. And I was like, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not laughing at your condition. I'm laughing at the way you just presented that, which is a way no one else does here. I don't know if you were listening to other people in front of you, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's about as much useful information I would get right off the bat. So yeah, it was refreshing honesty. Uh, let's take a break. And then we will bring in our guest to talk about JoJo and manga and who knows what else. Talk to you in a second. And we're back. Uh, And this week we have a friend on. We have Sei, uh, who is currently in Japan. And uh, Sei is someone I've known through Street Fighter uh specifically street fighter 3 third strike i want to make that clear nothing after that game say the reason why i had you on was i think that at some point i was talking about jojo and i was mentioning that like part six like i was like i don't know people say part six is bad and i feel like you were the one who went no it's good or something yeah i remember that you remember that and that's why i was like let's see if if you'd want to do the jojo show that we do yeah because um I don't know. Maybe it was just the circumstances that I was in at the time when I read part six, because um, I was, I had the shingles and I was in the hospital. Oh, wow. (laughs) I did not know that. And then then I was like, that's like 10, no, maybe 12, maybe more years, years old back. But um, I was in the hospital. I mean, all I do is just like, you know, get some treatment and sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. So so my brother, he went to those, um, you know, secondhand bookstores where you could get like a whole set for a fairly cheap price mm, like book off and, then, and stuff yeah book off yeah so he bought the whole whole set and he said he wanted to get something that's actually you know done and completed so rather than just you know not being able to read the end see the end so he said he just you know randomly found part six in front in front of him so he's like why not just borrow it over and uh you know having nothing to do in the hospital than just, uh, you know, taking a walk around or reading the same comics over and over again. I mean, it's like the more you read, the more I read part six, the more I felt it's kind of, it, it, it's really good. And it's, I don't know. Um, Be careful. We shouldn't talk too much about part six, I will say, because uh, I, like I think like Jackie and probably a lot of the listeners and Miles don't even know Whoa. like main character setting, like okay. any details. I'll but what is and your like? Uh, what is your general history with JoJo's? Like, when did you read it, uh, or how did um, you get into it? When I was in the states, that was like eighty, eighty-six ish, I think, eighty-six to like ninety-two or something. Really? Yeah. And um, when I was in the states, uh, we lived uh, in California. So, um, and my parent at that time had work related with um, Japanese, like imported. Mainly, mainly Japanese imported books, and of course, among those books had, um, you know, magazines covered. So that means we had access to the weekly Shonen Jump at that time. That's pretty awesome. And, and you know, JoJo started at. I did a lot of research yesterday, last night, by the way, for this. So, uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. JoJo started at uh, nineteen eighty-seven. Yep. So of course, at that time, even if I would have read that, I mean, I would only understand like maybe 2%, right, of JoJo, because JoJo is pretty pretty hard. It's not just like a straightforward, like, you know, like fighting manga, right? 
it's it has a lot of um, plot. It has a lot of um, that thoughts behind uh, all the phrases, and um, of course, the illustration is really good. And it's not really um, it's really hard for uh, I should say it's really hard for young kids to um, uh, understand JoJo mm-hmm. fully, right? So I did have probably access at that time, but didn't really understand. And then I remember around when I was like around 10 or 11, I think my brother's, my older brother's friend had lots of those comic books. Mm. And I think, I think it was mainly from, uh, I think it was from part one to part three till the end of part three, we borrowed like the whole set. And so my brother, of course, my brother was reading it. I was reading it. And then my mom was reading it as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was the time when our whole family kind of like had access to JoJo for the first time. And then I still remember that my mom, she was really, really enjoying it. So she was just kind of like amazed of the what kind of like imagination that the author has, Araki has. So, you know, you know, she would understand a lot more than I would because she's, you know, somewhere in the 40s or something. So it's just the whether she just likes the likes the drawing, the pictures, the art form or not. And then she really liked it. You know, it, 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 it is kind of bizarre. It is kind of strange compared to other um, like straightforward weekly jump mangas. But mm-hmm. still, she liked it. So that was when we had like full access. And then after that, came back to Japan. And then, of course, being in Japan, you would have full access to the uh, weekly jump. And then... That was when I was kind of reading it, but wasn't like so hardcore to buy like comic books because at that time I knew that JoJo was going to be continuing on and on and on and on and on. So if you buy comics now, you'll be like, okay, I'm fucked up. I have to buy every single comic from now. And now, how many? How many are there? There's more than hundred, right? Uh, yeah, I think there's over a hundred. I forget what right. it is. So you're saying that like you had access to the weekly. But you weren't yeah. going to buy any of the compilation volumes because there was no point. There was no point because I, I, I didn't see it ending. So my bookshelf will be filled with JoJo. So which, you know, at this age, I still think, mm, I really want the whole set, right? So I have six, part six, right behind me. But I don't have one through five. I don't have seven, yeah. and, la- seven and later. So I'm like, I'm, I'm still thinking I would need a JoJo shelf, right? <laughs> JoJo bookshelf just for that. Just for the two. Yeah, because that. the spines also like make artwork. If you look at like the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the spine of all the, the manga volumes up until a certain mm-hmm. point, it's like a continuous mural of all the art. It's pretty sick. I have like five or six volumes, so not really a so complicated work of same art. Same thing with the Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, you have the spines and then you have all the characters like running from uh, right to left. Okay, so sure. it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah, it, it was a thing, it seems, seems like, yeah. So, yeah, that's when I still had access. And um, after that, after, I think, part seven, right? JoJo moved from um, weekly to, I think, monthly, right? Yeah, I know Isn't it's that? monthly now. I don't, yeah. I don't remember when the shift happened, but yeah, he's not putting it out as often. Right, so that's when I completely lost access because um, I was not really a fan, never a fan, or I like, never had the chance to actually read to read um, the monthly ones. So mm. that was when I completely lost access. So... It was like around part six until like around part six where I had access. And after that, it's like, nope. So that's it. Still, that's, I mean, that's everything we've talked about so far. Um, what was out in like 1987 to 92? Like, like what parts were you, did you start with? Parts. Parts? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like who was the Jojo? 
if it's like 87 that's uh part one right and part mm. two came like shortly after so it was like part two-ish and i think i yeah i think there was part three as well so i think it was right in the middle of like, part three i can just like I w- look it up right now yeah i think but, it part three i think was like 1990 to 92 i think because i remember thinking that part four is set in 99 but actually takes but actually was coming out i think in 92 so so according to japanese wikipedia uh better than me yep it says part three 1989 to 1992 yes which is uh exactly the time where i when i was in the states so yeah that was um yeah i think it was like uh the the main part was part three what else was popular like at that time like like what was jojo up against in terms of it being like weird and more complicated, like what were people reading? I mean, it sounds like you were really young, but do you know yeah. what people were reading then or like what well, else your brother had? I mean, you would know Dragon Ball, right? Yes. I am yes. somewhat so, familiar um, with Dragon Ball. Yeah. So, um, Weekly Jump, I thought I'd talk a little bit about this because um, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be good, um, interesting if I could um, explain a little bit about, um, about, um, Things that are written only in Japanese that only uh, that are that I can um, only access and probably not you guys because probably. I don't know if you've um, actually um, translated Google translated every single um, like JoJo related page on the internet probably not right probably not no <laughs> probably not so yeah so uh, let me talk a little bit about Jump but um, it has uh, it's about four hundred plus pages weekly magazine Jesus we it's shonen it means basically a boy and uh, a, a young boy. Mm-hmm. And jump. I don't know. I don't know whether you already got the jump, but uh, it's jump. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there's there were other uh, magazines. The they were like, they were the weekly shonen part was common, and then it was jump. Of course, published from um, other companies, but um, jump magazine. It's like magazine, right? The name is magazine, and the name is like Sunday or like Champion. So I don't know where they got the names. I don't know if they're cool or not, but they were like. You know, other competitors, mm. and each of them had like around nineteen-ish, um, around nineteen twenty-ish um, different, you know, manga per week, right? And then uh, there's a a manga or anime that um, explains very well of how the like the jump system works, and um, it's Bakuman. Do you know? No. Bakuman, you don't know. It's like a beh- is it like a behind the scenes kind of thing? Like it talks about um, the manga it, industry. It, 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 Yes, it is partly part, partly it is. It I'm is very interested in this. Yeah, we should. It's, uh, it was yeah. on Jump, and it's made by um the uh, the same duo of um Death Note. I think you guys know Death oh, Note. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah, we know Death Note. Yeah. Right. So Bakuman came after Death Note, and uh, with the same duos, mm-hmm. same author, same writer, same drawer. and so Bakuman explains how the Jump system works. Is what I mean by system is that, like I said, there's like 19 or so comics, right? Mm. And then, not every single one of them is popular and can continue for like years and years and years like Dragon Ball did. So what it is, is that there are some titles that needs to be discontinued. So people kind of knew or kind of had an idea of how it works, you know, just just like at a level of rumors. But then the Bakuman explained how the process works because it's like, it's not based on a true story, but it's based on facts of what they, that what they do inside uh, Weekly Jump editors. So what it is is that Jump had a like a postcard size thing that you can you know cut out, and then what you do is you write 
um, it's not, it's kind of like a questionnaire, like a survey kind of thing that you write down, you're, you like pick the top three um, mangas that you liked for this week or something. I don't know if you had the uh, bottom three ones that you don't like, I forget, <laughs> but um, you have the top three, you write them down and then you send it over and you do have a slight chance of winning prizes. Popularity oh, so people, people want to give their opinion. Yeah, so I don't know of anyone that actually won a prize, but there's <laughs> yeah. like at that there's a like um you know game consoles popular at that time, so it'd be like Game Boy, um, mm-hmm. what's that Nintendo DS kind of thing. I don't know what they have right now because I haven't read Jump Force uh, for such a long time now. But so what they do is they have the you know the top three popular mangas that you like, and then you send it over. And so what it is is that according to Wikipedia. It says jump is a you know questionnaire or slash survey uh, supremacism. So what they do is they actually reflect those opinions that they gathered from the readers, and then the most non-popular ones, like the bottom two or bottom three, are the ones that gets discontinued. Wow. And the jump, it's funny, is that um, starting from the cover, um, the most popular ones come up in the front. So Dragon Ball was like always top three. Makes sense. Slam Dunk was like top three. And then those other Jap- uh, jump so-called like golden era mangas were, you know, at the very front. And you have to make a guess where Jojo was. Was Jojo in the back? Jojo was like back to back. Yeah, like two, three from the from the, from the behind. Really? Mm-hmm. So, wow, it's amazing that it lasted so long. If it was yeah, like exactly. one of the least popular. <laughs> so then, well, then, then, so then, then comes the question: How how did it like continue, right? So, just on Jump, it wasn't that popular, but the comics, comics, they sold very, very well. Mm, mm. They collected the the Tonko Bone. Yes. So, thanks to those freaks, or thanks to those. <laughs> hardcore fans that actually had the money to buy those comic books every, sing- every single time they come out. So because of that, JoJo kind of stayed alive. Mm. So now that we can talk about this, right? Yeah. So, that's, I, I thought you about- were going to tell me that like, that's why, uh, why Jonathan dies. Is like They were like, you have to end <laughs> JoJo. And so then he killed Jonathan and was like, anyway, here's this guy, Joseph. But no, that, make, that makes sense. Miles, were you going to ask something? I want to know, like, you mentioned Jump is, like, 400 pages. Could you, like, give us an idea of, like, physically how large that is? Like, is it, like, a... So it's, like, two inches thick. Yeah. And that would come out every week? That would come out come out every week. Jeez, that's I mean, so that's much... crazy, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Was it expensive? That's, like, at the... Oh, yeah, that's a good question, because um, when I was young, it was, like, um, I remember seeing a price like 190 yen or something that's that, i don't nothing. know that's, a lot. that's like two bucks for for 400 pages a week and then you still have like you know variety they have like magazine sunday champion they have others competitors as well sorry now i'm getting like was there advertising in it <laughs> he wants to know about the industry <laughs> advertising um yes i think yes yes i think yes, I, I think it did yeah they must have paid the artist like nothing to sell it for like two dollars. Like that's wild. Oh no 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 no! They get paid quite well, and I think you can I think you can um see that if you uh, read Bakuman because okay. uh, making a debut on Jump 
was at the top of the mm. whole manga world because Jump was the thing at that time. We had Dragon Ball, we had Slam Dunk, we had Saint Seiya. We had all those legendary mangas. They all came from Jump. That's so cool. Yeah, so Jump sells extremely well. Comic books being sold extremely well. So, of course, the writers, they get paid pretty well, right? And mm. not only do they get paid well, but they get the reputation of being a you know top manga artist mm. because they had uh, their comics on, um, on Jump at that time. So I don't know what it is right now. And the price... The digital is $2. I'll say I was able to find that really quickly. Digitally, it's $2, I think. Actually, and you get the 400 pages digital. for $2 a week. Mm, so so like $8 a month, you get you get 400 A times, lot to like, read. <laughs> yeah. But maybe a lot a of lot the manga... Of, a in lot the, of entertainment. Maybe a lot of the manga in the back, you're like, this sucks. Yeah, maybe you stop reading after a certain <laughs> point. You get like halfway through and you're like, all right. <laughs> or you skip some. You're like, I don't really like this one. Let me skip to the next one. Yeah, that actually did happen. Because... Um, you would like read the first half, Dragon Ball, Slam Dunk, blah, 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 and then like skip a few. And then you would go to JoJo and just like, okay, I read JoJo, I'm done. So right. there were people that would buy Jump, but read only half. It makes and sense. So, I mean, but that's so much paper then. People probably like, do people just have like basements full of like paper of just like the Jump comic? I would hope that they recycle it. Yeah, but the recycle thing, oh, it's funny. I was, I was also going to talk about this. But um, when you, Mark, when you came to Japan, mm-hmm. when you got in the train, maybe you had a little, uh, maybe you did have a chance to see some newspapers or magazines on the top shelf of mm-hmm. the tra- on your way to, when you get in the train. Uh, I don't remember. I think I was probably okay, too busy and, looking at my phone. Okay. Well, at that time, meaning like 20 years, 20 some years ago, I would say that kind of re- recycling process was there. What I mean is that people buy junk, read on the train, right? And then when they're done, they just put it on the shelf. Oh, mm. and then so what happens? So other people can read it. That gets recycled, meaning people that find it, they bring it back home. So mm. they get junk for free sometimes. And That's pretty nice. while my brother was commuting to uh, Tokyo, I mean, Going to train, uh, train, going to Tokyo and going back from Tokyo to Saitama, and he had a lot of chances to uh, find all the um, Jump and other magazines, Sunday Champions, and all that. There were, and um, there were a lot more uh, magazines at that time. I, I think there still is, but the, some has gone, like has, some has been discontinued. But so there were a lot of chances um, that he would find those. He would actually not pay anything, and we would all have access to that, and we, we just have to like take out the trash. <laughs> You'd hold it as a, as a reward. And so it's funny. But even though, I mean, those things happen, I mean, still jump with um, at, you know, at the top because people like leaving it on the shelf, they're just like lazy to not just like throw it, throw it away, lazy to throw it away. And then at the same time, that means um, that number of um, abundant number of copies are being sold every single week. So that's why. Um, right. Well, if you we pick up the sample that someone left behind and it, they're all serialized. So it's like, I want to read the next chapter. Well, you have to go buy it. Mm-hmm. You can't just ride every bus hoping that you find the next week on a shelf, right? Like you become a well, paying person. Maybe. Well, you know, people have patterns, right? <laughs> Lifestyle yeah. patterns. So probably there were people that would buy jump every single week at the exact same time, exact same convenience store. And then 
read it until the, <laughs> which train and just leave it there. Yeah. So you could just so follow them. That, <laughs> yeah. So if, or if you happen to be on the same route with that person, like you know, okay, I know where to look for the or whatever. Like, <laughs> got look out for look out for the the this week's uh, issue. So um, that custom is now kind of gone. We don't see, we hardly see any like papers or on comic books. Rarely, sometimes we do, sometimes, but it's kind of, re- but it's really, really rare now. Mm. So, a lot more digital, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so um, going back to the price part, um, I think it's like 250 or something to now. So it's like 80, 80 yen more. That's about like increase of like 50% from mm. 20 years ago so i still think it's cheap because that other other like comic uh, other magazines they cost a lot more um hmm. they cost like 300 something because i don't know it's supposed to be um a magazine for i think for the younger generation right so mm. that means less money gotta keep, yeah. gotta keep it cheap is what i think now that makes sense yeah you can't shake down kids for you know 15,000 yen or something. <laughs> I mean 1500 yen oh, or something. Yen. So uh, funny thing is that um uh, not not only um uh, did like the convenience stores have um jump on the bookshelf but uh some like uh I don't know these tiny the most closest one I had was like a bakery store which that place sold jump I don't know why. And usually jump comes out on Monday or is supposed to come out on Monday. But they have it, you know, in their storage for from like Saturday or something. Right. So kids that actually know that would like kind of sneak in and say, hey, do you have job? And then the owner would be like, shh, you got to keep it a secret. Here you go. And then get, get early access to jump on Saturday, which no one else did. And then they could brag to their friends, be like, wow, you won't, you won't believe what happens in Saint Seiya this yeah. week. Yeah. But so I already know. Exactly I already read it. Happened. It's funny. I mean, I think you'll get in, you know, a big trouble if you did that now. But, um, they do it with video games. I know like, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. the stores will, will sell to people early if they're like independent stores and they're not going to get like mm-hmm. fined or found out. They'll sell it to someone early. I don't know if they charge more, but, it's, um, it's they didn't, but, they got early access, which was kind of funny because come to think of it, I mean, like, can't you just like wait two days? And the kid's like, no, we can't. I mean, yeah, so. when you're a kid, it is it is like that, you know, where they're like, oh, I mean, I'm, my analog is, is video games, you know, and they're like, oh, you can pre-install, you can preload the game. So right at midnight, you can play Call of Duty. And it's like right at midnight when like the servers suck ass and like it's crashing all the time. Like, really? You gotta, <laughs> you're gonna play it for months. But yeah, that advanced release is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what were what were like the collected volumes like because you mentioned that for like the weirdos who were into jojo and had money was it like a lot more expensive to buy the the compiled volumes that were just jojo oh uh, no they were actually fairly cheaper than now it was like 390 or something for one of those tonko ones one okay. of the comic books so it's so it's fairly so it's, it's really really cheap i think now now i think it's cost a lot more for 450 430 i forget that's still so much cheaper than we get it imported over here for. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I think I was able to buy used versions of the Japanese for like nothing, like for that price. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just a question of how much bookshelf space do I want to use with books that exactly. I can't read, really. <laughs> it's nice. I think like this is this is really like nerdy for people who I guess aren't into this. But like for for Japanese, right, it is partially the language written is partially Chinese characters. 
that we call oh, kanji. Okay. And mm-hmm. they have sometimes above it, and kanji is hard to memorize. A lot of Japanese people, right, don't know a lot of the kanji. Um, but they'll sometimes put above the kanji what they call furigana, and it's mm-hmm. like the more phonetic sounds. And I feel like I've heard that the shonen comic genre, like one of the dividing lines is like the shonen comics will have that. And then the more adult comics, they don't really have that because they expect the readers to be adults who know this stuff. Is that true? Uh, that, that does make sense. Uh, speaking of furigana, I, uh, well, to answer your question, probably that's a yes. And then um, I read recently or yesterday that um, Jojo did not have furigana until... Uh until part i think three or something mm. not sure where i can find it now i should have taken take a note but i mean uh, there, there are yeah. a lot of western words in jojo's in its defense you know the character names are all speed wagon streets mm-hmm. yeah do brando um uh, man sorry i can't find it right now but um That's yeah fine. uh there were furiganas and um yeah um i I think I read somewhere that um, Weekly Jump, like I said, it should be a comic for kids or like you know, the younger generation. So, um, yeah, it makes sense to have Furigana. And, um, well, I didn't, I, I had no trouble reading Kanji. So I don't know if that Furigana helped helped at that time, but now I certainly don't need it unless you have, unless the, um, the issue or the comic makes you want to read in a certain way. Yeah, that's um, like a poetic thing, right? Like a like wordplay they can do. I feel like Araki yeah, does that. Yeah, that too. And you know, like Bleach has its has its has its own terms that we would have no idea. Oh, you read it that way? I didn't know, kind of thing. And I don't know if that means anything. But like, because you, you can read them multiple ways, right? Like, there's like the different types of reading of kanji that like some are like more modern Japanese, some imitate older Chinese readings, right? Like. Right. So you can kind of get creative with that. Like that that's where um Josuke's name can be read as Jojo mm-hmm. because the Suke characters could be read as Joe. Mm. And so I yeah, guess some uh, manga authors do that on purpose. Yeah, well to be to be super strict, that's Jojo. So you don't get the Jojo for Josuke. Wait, what? Josuke's name if you if you want to read it as Joe if you want to try to read it as Jojo, then it would be Jojo. And you you don't get the uh sound at the end. Oh, it doesn't. It's not the Joe sound you're mm. saying. It's not the Joe sound. It's a Joe sound. Oh, okay. I thought that was really but, rare. But that makes. I mean, I mean, that makes sense if you want if you want to try to read it as Jojo. I mean, like, yeah, I forget the last part. Just say it's Jojo. That's good enough. Mm. Well, as English speakers, we round all our vowels anyway, so everything <laughs> right, sounds right. like Joe. <laughs> That's just how we talk. I I have a question. Uh, What's the age range typically for for uh, Shonen Jump? Is it like like what's the what's the oldest that for people to read it? I don't know because um, even if you're fifty and then let's say you grew up with Jump and then it's just totally okay if you're in your fifties or sixties or whatever and you're reading Jump. So okay, uh, but I don't know. If, I don't know. The target is I think I don't know, maybe under twenty. But still, um, I don't know. It just depends. I ask well I ask because Jojo for the most part seems to me like it's should like it's not it doesn't really seem like it's aimed for kids maybe teenagers but like and and I I don't know it I don't know it I think that parts of it do f- seem like it's more for kids like when they um when they have like a little kid character like when like mm-hmm. with Koichi and so like that kind of felt like 
he's kind of an insert for right, younger he's a, kids. Right, he's a school-aged boy, yeah. Yeah, but I think like for the it's like kind of older or like older teen heroes. I don't know. Maybe younger kids want to be cool, yeah, older guys, um, but yeah, like the main characters are not like thirty-ish. I think you're right for like jump because let's say um, Dragon Ball initially like started with Goku probably being around. I think it was like twelve or thirteen, right? And mm-hmm. then Slam Dunk is a basketball story based on the you know high school era. We actually and just then- talked about Slam Dunk earlier because. Uh, a listener said like that the anime is not that good and that the writer of slam dunk said no more anime after this like mm-hmm. you're not allowed to adapt my work anymore okay so, okay but sorry yeah it's all right so um you know that's like 17 18 right and then jojo although they completely do not look at looks as like high schoolers yeah but jotaro kakyoin they mm-hmm. are high schoolers right they're like yeah supposedly 17 and 18 you're in jail and you drink beer from the bottom of the can wow great and you smoke Mm, okay you're 18 (laughs) he's not i don't think he even is 17 i think he's i think he's 17 not 18 when when he's in jail which is just ridiculous and and lifting weights at some point we're sure of it yeah so i mean like it makes sense that to be the target to be like around 17 18 ish or maybe Mm -hmm. even younger yeah so I think you're right about uh, target being a teenager. Are you like a weirdo though? If you're like 40 or 50, like, can you read Jump in public, or are people like, look at this asshole? Well, I mean, you're allowed to do whatever um, you want unless you uh, get other people in trouble, and uh, probably Jump does not fit in that category. So, well, I mean, like, do people think like this guy? Will people judge you? Will people? Will you be judged by people? Like, if you were reading, if you were reading Shonen Jump, would a and like a girl saw that in your bag on a you were on a date or something would she is that embarrassing or no nah, i don't think so okay <laughs> <laughs> think so. that's pretty cool because it still is over here i think oh, we're, we're wow. like we're but, like adults where jack and i own a house so we can be as like weird or childish as we want but i think the people who are like single and dating still have to be like i'm gonna hide that i'm a dork <laughs> I have to keep this part of myself private. I think it depends. I think there definitely are people who feel like they kind of have to hide. They like think like just certain things are, are immature and you're not supposed to do it anymore. You're not supposed to enjoy anime at all or anything animated because we're adults now Um, or even like video games and stuff like that. But I don't know. It depends on who you are and who you're trying to impress, I think, too. Yeah. But I I, I, I mean, I think it's totally okay to have like a manga or like a magazine um, in public or, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's like, if you see it in your bag, I think it's totally all right. But uh, like I said, that weekly Shonen Jump is targeted for teenagers mainly. Mm -hmm. And there are other comics or other comic magazines that are targeted more for the, you know, mature age range. So, you you know, I mean, you can stick to that if you like. If you don't, if you wanna, if you don't wanna look like a shonen, like a like yeah. a youngster, but I mean, it's, it's totally all right. Manga is kind of like a, you know, it's not like a very uh, nerdy kind of thing, I think, in Japan. Mm. But that's that's not the same as like, but anime is kind of is that more of like a childish kind of thing? I don't know, cause uh, that, I I don't really know because a lot of my friends that read manga will actually watch anime, and which I don't, I mostly don't. So, I don't know if there's like a clear borderline of um, 
like manga and uh, what's that anime I don't know if that exists but there are there are some people that actually are like me that don't really are not really interested in anime but read manga but like most of the people I know they read and watch both mm. so I don't really I can't really tell the difference of you know having that anime being an anime fan does that add or add anything or it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do what we're talking about where someone's like oh this is someone stuck in their childhood this is not going to be a person that i date they're a loser <laughs> this is how this is how we imagine the rest of the world to be and if they uh, see a single drawn character they're like loser you're disgusting <laughs> but uh so i sent you some or i i recommended that you watch some clips of the jojo anime which you've never seen which is funny because i thought that you're kind of the opposite of us people try to get us to read comics and we're like no we're not doing it we just watch anime someone has to yell it at us but mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm just interested to hear your thoughts on on uh what you, what, what did you watch and what were your thoughts on it um, let me just tell you a really short, short, funny story that I had um, with uh, uh, with a friend in uh, UAE. Okay. UAE, because yeah, yeah. you know, I went to play Thor Strike, right? Mm-hmm. So when they came to Japan, uh, we had a talk, and then we were walking, and we were talking, and then um, I said, I told him, I don't watch anime, and then he's like, "What?" We stopped walking. We actually stopped walking, and he <laughs> looked at my face and goes. You're Japanese. You don't watch anime. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, um, I'm sorry already. I'm sorry. I don't um, watch anime. And then he's like, I mean, it takes us so much effort to access anime. And while you're in Japan, you just like turn on your TV and there you go. And you don't watch anime. I'm like, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we just go play games? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that you you understand it correctly. Yeah. So that's how kind of like when I understood how um, anime is hard to access, I should say, is pretty valuable for people outside of Japan, I guess. Right. If I'm not mistaken. To a degree, it's definitely gotten a lot easier. It's a Mm -hmm. lot more common with streaming services like Crunchyroll and Netflix and Hulu playing more anime. It used Mm -hmm. to be, yeah, before like, I don't know if I could set a specific dividing line, but it feels like before eight years ago, let's say that it was a lot of illegally downloading and mm-hmm. people would just subtitle for free. They would yeah. volunteer their time and they would make subtitles. It wasn't Be- official. It wasn't official translation. Yeah, or people would order VHSs or DVDs and they're so yeah. expensive because like Blu-ray in Japan or DVD in Japan is like really expensive, I think. And then you'd be paying import fees. So you had some people who were diehard probably people with jobs who would do that. And then you had us kids who would just download it over IRC. That's what I would do back in the day Mm. over, you know, torrents. Yeah. Napster and Kazaa and probably get a bunch of porn viruses (laughs) and stuff. But yeah, it was tricky, but there were diehard people where they would be like, Oh, it's the summer season in 2006. Uh, So people are already going, saying they're going to subtitle, you know, Rosen Maiden and, you know, Hayate, the combat butler and stuff. And so like, it was almost like you were, you had the same level of access, but it was a lot more hoops to jump through. It wasn't as easy as turning on TV. Certainly not. I see. Yeah. So, um, get back to your question. What did I watch? 
um, the first link that you sent me, I clicked on it and said, you can't watch this in your region. Uh -huh. I'm like, damn. Now great. you understand how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't feel like I missed anything. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. But then, so uh, you gave me the second link, which was like a playlist. So I said, top, the f top of the list. What, what, what did I say? I think it said um, top 10. I am not a fan of those like top 10, like compilation kind of um, mm -hmm. bits, by the way. Because, um, well, whatever. So um, I watched, what was that? Top 10 most epic moments in Stardust Crusaders. So to begin with, Stardust Crusaders is like a subtitle that came after. Right. Right, so I think I think you know when it came because during the time it was on Jump, it never had that subtitle. Stardust Crusaders. It came after, like it came like around part six when Araki said he decided to attach like a subtitle for every single every single um. Mm, part I don't that know it was did, that much later. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So Stardust Crusaders. I mean, it was it was really like uncommon to me because first time I saw it and then noticed that it was referring to part three. I'm like, where did that come from? It's mm -hmm. just so wow. random. So. That's one thing. And then, um, so you want me to focus on the voice acting part or you want me to uh, focus on the anime part? Whatever, whatever stuck out to you. It's all right. Um, to begin with, you know, fighting scene, right? It has background music, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, do I really need this? <laughs> it feels over. You don't need it? You feel like uh, it's too much? So, like I said, the way, the, the way I accessed Joseph for the first time, is via comics, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, they don't have background music, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're supposed to like kind of like make things exciting. Sure, might work that way, but you know, I grew up without them, so I start to doubt myself. You know, being an old man now, I'm like, do <laughs> I? Does this really match? Does this is this really needed? Can it just be like you know more action and not just like less music kind of thing? Mm. So that's the first thing I kind of noticed, and then, um. Animation, not going to talk too much about it because, you know, like I said, I'm not that big of an anime fan. So don't got much to like compare things against. So right. I'm like, well, as long as you can see the character, I mean, certainly like Dio doesn't look as cool as he, as he does in the comics. I mean, like, well, that sucks, but <laughs> I see. So while some, some things that are just like, you know, drawn in just like one single picture, it takes like a minute to like, you know, express that part, like, you know, like, Dio uh, getting, the, you know, like, cracked crack in half right. Uh, by Otaro, right? So that's, like, only a couple of, only, like, I, I think it was, like, only one or two pages, I guess, total um, in the comic books, where in the anime, it takes a lot of time. You know, the crack comes from his leg and goes up to his um, face, and then he gets cracked in half, right? Well, it takes a lot of time to do that. I mean, that's kind of cool, sure. But the, the the best thing about the comic is that you read at your own pace, right? Yeah. Right. So there are there were weird friends that I had that when you look in the comic, they said or or something, right? Mm -hmm. So he would actually read every single one of those. <laughs> like to himself? I that, yeah. I don't know if that made a difference. <laughs> that doesn't feel necessary. I, I, <laughs> I feel like you get it. Himself. But yeah, but he, there were people that do that. So, you know, JoJo fans are weird, I guess. Yeah, that's so, fair to say. I don't know too yeah, many native Japanese JoJo fans, but they're probably weird too. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but weird in a, you know, in a, in a good way, I think. Yeah. So um, that's that. And the, um, the voice acting part, which I was like never a fan of because, you know, I didn't really watch anime a lot. 
But you know, denying the whole fact, hold that the whole voice acting part. That means denying all the voice acting for the same way for games and stuff, right? Right. It's a let's lot of the say, same people. Yeah. Let's say if you played fighting games without any voices. Yeah, it loses something. It's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be super plain, right? Mm-hmm. And not gonna be as exciting as much, I guess. So you know, it's not like fair to take everything out. But um, I then realized something is that. Um, you know, you know the, you know the comic ping pong, anime movie. No, no one knows about ping pong. Dang. No. It's just called ping pong. I don't know it. It's not ping pong. Oh. It's uh, let me see. It's one of those so-called terms that we use the Bible for yourself, where uh, you would keep it in your bookshelf forever. And it's so this uh, first uh, release of the uh first volume is 1996 okay and yeah it's a it's a manga based on um what's that uh, table tennis and high schoolers high schools playing table tennis i played table tennis at that time so you know i got really into that manga and i liked it so much right so and then the movie came out and it's like five volumes of actual manga condensed into two-hour movie mm-hmm. no that's not possible so I'm yeah. like, you know, just just get it out. Just get it out of my way. And then it was only recent my friend said, hey, there's a ping pong anime. You think you're interested? And I'm like, um, probably not. But then he said, oh, it's really, really good. So I just like to give it a try. And then I'm like, fine. She played it. You know, the first opening theme was over. Song was over. And then first line. The first line came out. And then the voice actor, I don't know who it was, but he was saying something. And then when the first line ended, I said, stop, that's it, that's enough. <laughs> so, so at that time, I realized the more I was into that actual, you know, original comics, the more I could not accept most of those voice acting. Because the more you read and more you're into it, you kind of like have an image of what that guy sounds like. Mm. Yeah. Right? Nuance and, the, you know, the tone and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But then if that, if there's a, big mismatch between between your image and the actor voice that came out from the anime you're like no stop it that's enough yeah you like can't reconcile and that's that's why i didn't watch the jojo anime when it came out because i just i I like anime but it 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 can be much slower paced and yeah you know looking at anime it just it feels a little bit more like kitty whereas when i read it like it's a very silly comic like it's really weird and it's not it's not like super mature or introspective but it like was a totally different feeling watching the anime but then jackie and i got into it together and that that was it made for a rewarding experience but yeah and every time i go back if i read any jojo like if i read you know part six and stuff that doesn't have an anime i'm like oh yeah this is not it doesn't feel like a cartoon it feels like i don't know it's like something more serious Mm. it's drama (laughs) yeah so that I think Joe I think Joe Taro had a different voice from um, the arcade fighting game, right? Yeah. They're not I'm sure. I think it did. But yeah, they're uh, all different, I think. Okay. So the the fighting game version of Jojo, I mean, that was okay for me. I don't know how it kinda like sunk in, but I think that was okay. And except like Abdul was Abdul was like yelling out so loud. Well, I thought he was kind of like a much, much more cool and intelligent type of character, right? Yeah, he shouts a lot 
in the in yeah, the game. Yeah, he shouts now. a lot. I mean, he shouts a lot in the game. I'm like, nah, come on. He's he should be much more calm and you know cool and stuff because you know he mentions it himself, right? While he was um, with uh, Joseph and he was uh, fighting uh, Mariah, and then you know their mag- their level of like magnetism like went up so much that they have to you know, like stick together, right? Yeah. The whole time. And then they were about to get ran ran over by the train, and then Abdul like burns burns the hole under the railroad track, and then they kind of like successfully um, hide under so the train so they won't get ran over by the train. And then Abdul says himself, he's like, "Yes, this is this is it. This is me. This is my character. I'm nice and cool and calm and intelligent and all that." But then in the game, he yells out so much, and I'm like, "No, come on, this can't be it." Yeah, I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, I think the anime gets that that right where it, but because for me the game is like where I first heard the voices, so that that's mm-hmm. more my frame of reference. Um, but like I don't know, so it sounds like your your issue is just like one you you've always had where it's like it's just not what you pictured. But do you do you feel yeah. any way about like the performance specifically? Do you think they like did a good job for what it is? Well, I can't really judge that probably not mm. probably because I haven't really watched enough anime to like compare which is what's good and what's not. But I but if it's I don't know. I don't know if it's okay, if it's bearable, that's fine. But well like like I said, the game is. But the fighting game is. It's it's I, I think it's pretty good by means of um what's that? Voice acting and the animation as well. But um uh, I won't I would I would I would say that Kakyoin is too skinny in the game. Yeah, that's true. Would you not agree? Because I mean, he's like he's like a he's like a branch or something. He's like a twig. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's so very stink. wiry. Yeah, he's wiry. Yeah. So I mean, that part, I mean, I couldn't really accept. But other than that, the game itself, especially the drawings and stuff, you know, about Midler, right? Like Araki. Yep. Actually, we uh, made a brand new design for Midler, right? Mm-hmm. The co- know, this exactly. is the the coffee mug uh, high priestess stand user who who attacks Joseph and everybody in the submarine. That uh, in the Capcom fighting game, uh, they had Araki actually draw up a whole new character. Yep, yep. Um, which is a especially unique thing about that game. So about um, speed of games, I, I heard that um, when the new JoJo game, I forgot what it was. I forgot if it was the new PUBG game or i forgot maybe it was on the ps4 oh yeah game. yeah jojo last survivor i think the battle yeah, royale arcade game yeah yeah so, i don't know if, i don't know if it was that but um uh, i heard that uh when the staff asked araki can we create a new jojo game and then araki asked who's gonna who, who are who are the staff and then they answered um it's the members that made the fighting game for, you know, mainly for part three uh, on the, what's that, on the, on the CBS3 board, right? Right, the Capcom so, Arcade, yeah. The Capcom Arcade game, yeah. So um, when they told him that, like he said, okay, fine, you're good to go. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's a cool story because while I thought um, that game was really, really well made by means of artwork and everything, and I actually had a friend in my high school days that he has never, ever played fighting games, but he is a hardcore JoJo fan. So he came up to me and said, I want to go to the arcade and I want to play JoJo. I'm like, well, you do whatever you like. And he's like, where do I go? How do I play? And <laughs> how can I stay safe from challengers that I can enjoy my, you know, just my single <laughs> play? And I'm like, 
Well, um, that's a tall order because now it just uh, came out. So it's kind of popular. So if you play by yourself, you are, are sure to get challenged. And then funny thing is that he came up to me one day and said, said how do you do it? Do like a jab, jab, forward, um, what's that? Strong, heavy. And I'm like, well, that's uh, what you call the Raging Demon, right? And he's like, yeah, but um, how do you do that? So, you know, he was a novice, but he liked JoJo, so he had to, like, play the game. So that's how well-made that game was, I think. Yeah, it pulled people in who would not normally play, that kind of thing. Yeah, but the game itself, by means of balance, is not really good, but there are still players that play that game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. It's it's. <laughs> it's a really broken game where they just like yeah. gave people a lot of freedom and then it, it turns out that that uh yeah you can make one small mistake and then the game is just over yeah not gonna go into too much by means of system but um yeah it's uh it's a very hard game i guess so there, so yeah. no wonder there are not many people playing but yeah uh, if yeah. you even just have the chance to play it by yourself and ignore it as a competitive medium there's a lot of lot of fan service there's just like really really incredible references in there like Alessi can turn you into a childhood version of yourself, but there's only a few people he does that to in the anime. So in the arcade game, they were like, let's just do a bunch of jokes. Let's just do weird right, stuff. Right. Joseph turns into part two Joseph. Uh, the barber turns into a cow that gets hit with the Anubis sword. Um, <laughs> just all these little in jokes. And it's just like things like that. They didn't have to do, but they just did it because they, they love uh, the comic and knew that people playing would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that a little bit now, but the games aren't as good. To, yeah, to also are. sound like an old man, but uh, I, mean, I think it's true. Yeah, I, I get the feeling you would not. This did not pull you in and make you want to watch the anime. Um, I think you're correct. Okay, but um, <laughs> I don't know. The important part is that you read. You can read, like I said, you can read at your own pace with comics, mm-hmm. and you can just like kind of like dive in to the comic itself, not just you know. Being like inspired by the music or the art or the action or the animation and all that you just read at your own pace you um you understand it the way you like not like it's like it's like the anime is trying to like convince you to like hey this is so cool you gotta understand it this way it's like it's, it seems like it's like forcing you to understand or like like you know get into what do you call it like get you into a a mood like uh or something yeah i think that's, i think mood is the word i think it's like it's making you supposed to feel or get into that some particular mood i think but as for comics there's like a lot of angles of way to like approach or understand especially mm-hmm. if it's jojo right because it's like like i said it's not it's not for kids so as you age more and then you read and then like i said like i said like it, like we talked when was that on Friday, I think that you have like a lot of ways to like um, interpret what what they're actually trying to say as you age. So you read JoJo twenty years ago, and then you took it this way, and then you read twenty years later, and then you'll be like, okay, so now it's to- now it sounds like a totally different story to me than twenty years ago. And I don't know if you can actually do that on the anime. Yeah, I don't know. I think but, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's less there's less freedom because the music is always the same, and so like you probably don't change the way you react to the music, you know, but uh, Miles, were you going to say something? I was going to say, uh, what's nice about the comic too, is it comes out consistently. Like, I don't know how long we've been waiting for part six now. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah, that's true. Right. For but even before part five, we, they, they don't tell you like, 
oh, we're this far. It's going to come out soon. Like, and I kind of like that, that they don't, you know, because you don't want to be strung along and then find out it was canceled. But we were just sitting here like, are they going to do Golden Wind? Is the, you know, the joke, of course, was that, you know, figuring out how to animate King Crimson was was just too impossible um, or whatever. But they, they got it done. They made it work. The King Crimson sequences are really cool. The stand still doesn't really make any sense, but it's okay. Um, I've decided to accept it how they said it makes sense. Uh, that was actually the thing was like every week we had listeners writing in and being like, okay, I found the metaphor that explains how it works. And then we break it down. We'd be like, nope, still doesn't work. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know what the holdup is with, uh, part six. Although, yeah, I mean, I'm, the joke is that we don't read comics. I don't know if Jackie and Miles are dead set against it, but I was thinking that maybe we do read some of the manga that has not been made into anime. Um, and maybe, maybe we try that. We try to get into that mindset of, of, uh, you know, coming up with our own, not saying it, but you know, what, what kind of voice, what kind of music, what kind of anything do you see in your mind when you read it? You know, cause we'll read the black and white mm. stuff. No colors. I need to learn how to read first. Okay. We'll get you some hooked on phonics or something. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Miles, is uh, it harder? No, it's not harder, right? You read a lot still. I was going to say, is it harder to read now that you have a baby? But you're, you still read a lot, so I guess well, not. Well, I read a lot because I have a Kindle that I can read at night. Okay. Like, it, like it, I could read it in the darkness mm. while he's not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> while you're just looking at him being like, I don't hate you. Please go to sleep. <laughs> you are my child. I'm just upset. But, yeah. Look, my dad would sit and read while I tried to go to bed until I was 24. So no, um, <laughs> wow. definitely though, when I was a young kid and like not that young, I would have like nightmares and my dad would just come and just like read a book. Aww. And that was like enough. Cause I was like, all right, this guy's here. He'll, he'll protect me, you know? <laughs> Wait, like out loud or just silently? No, no, silently to himself. There and read. Oh, that's funny. But it, cause it was just like, I think subconsciously my brain was just like, all right, he's there. You know, now I'm like, my dad is like not even that tall. He's out of shape. <laughs> Like if some kind of like horrible bug monster came into the house, like then I just have to watch my dad die and then I get attacked and die. But still stronger than little kid. You, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe me at five would have done better, honestly. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to, to try and, and, um, I am curious say you are a big sports guy, right? And you seem to like sports manga a bit. Is that, is that fair to say? Um, Okay. Fair. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Do you do you have like a favorite uh, uh, sports is or is ping pong like your number one manga? Yeah, ping pong is. Uh, I do have a volleyball manga on my shelf, but ping pong is the one that stands out for me. And uh, yeah, because there's not many good tennis mangas. Right. No, not so. Prince of Tennis. No one. You didn't like that one. Um, that's more like, uh, what's that? That's closer to, I should say, like Superman than tennis, right? Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about it. That's just like what pops into my head immediately. Well, um, uh, the short version, the, just the one episode ending with just one episode um, version of Prince of Tennis that, you know, debuted on Weekly Jump and then got a lot of um, feedbacks and got a lot of, you know, positive feedbacks, eventually made it to debut on the, um, on a weekly basis that story itself was was cool 
because there was a bully, and then Rilma, the main character, he was playing with his right hand, and then he was botting him, but then turned out that he's actually a left-hander, which he's like 100 times more powerful than his right. It was kind of like a cool plot, so I liked it at that time. But when it started you know, going weekly, and then you, know, you hit overheads that you know, gets buried in the ground, or like, or like balls that just don't bounce and stop, or eventually, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, or like eventually you turn into like um not only one self, but you let's just like you have another dual body of self. So you see, it's just like you know, splitting yourself in two, and then your opponent says like, "Hey, I see two. I see two of the same guy." Yeah, it's like Silver Chariot, basically. Like your armor, yeah. you're playing tennis. You know, your armor burns off, and then you can hit the ball <laughs> from multiple places. You know, I mean, that's what I see when I go to to you know the local tennis court. I see guys smacking balls right into the uh, into the floor. You know okay. where it is. I'll, I'll be there next week. Okay, perfect. So ping pong has been adapted into an eleven episode anime. Eleven oh, episode. Eleven. eleven yeah. Come on, eleven. Nice I and would, short. I would, I would accept one, one, one ten, the ten times episode. Sure, but eleven. Come on. Well, 11. sometimes they 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 don't they want to do a second season, but it's not popular enough, and so they they just and, adopt like a few arcs or one arc, and then they stop. Yeah, so I think anyway, people who like sports are probably not. I don't know. There are some sports animes that ran pretty long, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of them don't sit around watching anime. I mean, those sports mangas eventually don't turn into sports anymore. Mm. Just they, they, everyone just becomes like super super human, and they just do like whatever they want, like somersault in the air and hit balls and stuff. Mm. I mean, it's true. So it's kind of I mean, sound not, cool. I watched. I watched a little Captain Subasa, and that's what it turned into. Even though he was like, he's like eight at the beginning of that anime. Mm-hmm. Captain Subasa, yeah, that's something that um, everyone looks at. I mean, well, everyone reads once because it was on Jump as well. But then mm. when you're when you're a high schooler, and then you, you know, you strike the ball so hard that it penetrates the net, and then you know like it gets buried in a brick wall behind that <laughs> i mean like people would die getting hit by that shot right yeah. yeah there's like one of the first episodes he kicks a ball and it goes like halfway across town right 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 right, right. i mean you're 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 eight son you're eight and then you do that and what's it gonna be like if you're at the, like the top level of like european soccer right i mean you're eight and you can do that come on so but that was popular. That was a thing. That's still a thing because it's. I heard it's pretty damn popular because they have they have the smartphone games as well. Oh well, yeah. I mean, because they they remade it, right? Because Miles, did you you didn't watch the original, right? You watched the the current one. No, I watched the original. Oh, you did. Like f- from back in the day. It's it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. It's on YouTube, the magic word. <laughs> yeah. Well, every everyone yeah. was kind of like when part five of JoJo was not happening, the company David Productions that was making it they at the time were making the Tsubasa remake. So I think people were maybe just joking, but people were mad at Captain Tsubasa because the you know perception was that they were busy working on this fucking soccer reboot instead of uh, part five, Golden Wind. But uh, we got it and it was good. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you found that you think is interesting, say? I do have a list, but I think it's going to take a lot to go through the list because I, like I said, I did a lot of research yesterday, but, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just, uh, 
send it to you at some uh, at some point and not just discuss yeah i mean I, yeah i'd like to see it regardless I wonder if there's something like that's very Japanese specific that we like missed when we watched JoJo's, you know, like some references that we didn't understand, but I can't think of anything right I now. I mean, the the only thing that I remember looking up and I, 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 re- I mentioned it earlier today, but the thing that like, I think was supposed to be a big laugh line was the Nuke Saku nickname. Oh, yeah. In part three, just that they're like, that he's like an idiot and they're like, well, you are Nuke Saku. And I just looked it up and they said it means like blockhead, just like a dumbass. But I don't know. It was a weirdly Japanese thing to be in a very Western part of Jojo. Nuke means you're lacking something. Mm-hmm. Let's say um, you left out, let's say uh, you left out some ingredients when you're cooking or something, right? Okay. So that means, that means you left out that nukeru, that's a verb. Mm-hmm. where you left out something so it's a guy so basically it's referring to kind of some kind of guy that you know misses the point leaves out a lot of things lacks mm-hmm. a lot of things okay so that means kind of like translates into dumbass right because you're leaving out a lot of things oh uh, but maybe and, he left out something at that time i don't remember what he did but maybe he fucked up in that specific way i don't know maybe i, I don't know if that's true or not but it's the latter half Saku is kind of like a, was like a common um, part of a name back in the older days. We don't have anyone that's, you know, named like something Saku anymore. But a couple hundred years ago, there, I think there were a lot of people that had like something Saku as their name. And I don't know if they came up with, uh, I don't know how they came up with Duke Saku, but I mean, it didn't sound weird. It sounded like it, it just fit to us. We didn't need any like, you know, further explanations or from the author or anything, but I don't know. Nukesaku is never, uh, you know, never has like a positive meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, I mean like dumbass or, uh, yeah, dumbass is kind of like fits well, but slightly different by me the newest. So it's hard to say. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I think thankfully a lot of the Jojo stuff so far has like not been culturally very Japanese, right? It it is Mm -hmm. in later parts. I mean, part four is, is pretty Japanese, but a lot of that is just Morio is like its own thing. I don't even think there's too mm-hmm. many cultural things in part four. Unless like in Japan, people are like beaten into rocks a lot or something. And we don't know that. <laughs> the people are like, you know, swallowing latex gloves and such. But I don't think so. I do remember. I, don't, I can't think of anything specific. But I remember that when we watched part five, which takes place in Italy and everybody is Italian, there were still some things that were like, they were they would do some things or there were I don't I don't remember a specific example, but it was kind of like this only makes sense if you know Japanese culture or a Japanese word or something. But yeah, there's but they're supposed to be Italian in Italy. So Right. But I can't think of a specific example. I just know that there were like little things that it's like, wait a minute, an Italian person wouldn't you know, or this pun doesn't make sense in uh unless you're speaking Japanese, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. While I was reviewing part five last night, I did see um, some of those. Mm. And, you know, like when, uh, who's that? When uh, Jorno, he says, san, where san is, uh, you know, the Japanese word for being polite, mm-hmm. which totally does not exist in the English language. Or I don't know if it does exist in Italian as well. But, you know, those parts, starting with those parts, and then, you know, like the pun that you said when... Um, I forgot where, but there are some, there were some things mm-hmm. that were, that were like Japanese 
extremely Japanese specific. So I always think that when there's like a comic that's not that's based outside of Japan, hope that there is like an English or an Italian version in this case, mm-hmm. not the Japanese version. But that never happens because I wouldn't. I, I don't know if there's an Italian version of JoJo, and if it did, if there is, I would like to see part five and not not part four, but part five. Well, they they mm-hmm. did. You you mean like a translation of it or like their own kind of comic? I don't know, which, whichever works because, mm. like I said, like Jackie like Jackie said, you know, it's there are some parts that super Japanese specific. So if you translate that part, that's going to be hard for the translator because. If it's like a Japanese pun, and then you try to um, translate to that to English or Italian. I mean, that's I mean that's going to be so damn tough. Yeah. So so you have to you have to um, go and see Arakin said. Um, how can I make this Italian? You have to ask him for the actual um, correct. Well, I mean, he accent. has a weird a weird sense of that stuff too, because you know he names all his characters in Part Five after food, and I remember being in. Shit! What what's that? What's that? That big like they have a lot of manga in different parts of Tokyo. They have like multiple Mandarake. We were in Mandarake, and it's cool. They have people with different like national flags, like as on their name tag. You know, so there's people internationally that work uh, at Mandarake, and there was a guy with an Italian flag. And I asked him about JoJo, and then I I had to stop, and I was like, "Is it weird reading Part Five, and everyone's named after food that you eat?" And he, it was like weird because through his accent, it was a really strange tone where he went, um, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like the character Leone Abacchio. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that's some kind of dish. He's like, his name means like lion, little lamb meat. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. That is weird. And like that, that, that's what Araki intended, you know? So he doesn't think about. He, can, I mean, he can't know. I guess he has done a few Japanese bands, but like, he doesn't know how weird it is to be reading about Steely Dan, like mm-hmm. Steely Dan, like the band your dad likes. Okay, but um, yeah, there's there's probably a bunch of like Japanese cultural isms that will pop up later or something. Mm, yeah, but I mean, we, I mean, I think it's like Japanese do that because if you read Dragon Ball, then you see at the late, uh, later in the story. You'll see most of the the cyans they're named after vegetable right right that's true and gohan right. is lunch gohan <laughs> is lunch but that's gohan is actually meal uh, and then son goku is a carrot because <laughs> because he's kakaroppo right and then vegeta is vegetable and then you have all other guys like um like the what's that piccolo and those uh nanic guys they are basically named after you know some type of slug <laughs> And so they do that. So I, I, I think Araki okay. did that because I mean you have a long series, and then you have a lot of characters that you have to name them, and then it's I think it makes life easier for them if you stick to kind of like one one yeah. plot, or, right? Like, like but, okay, isn't I'm, like Frieza? Frieza has cooler as well. I think there's like Frieza yeah. and cooler, and it almost it does feel like someone came to him a month in advance and was like, "I need ten character names." And he's just like, uh, vegetable, carrot, broccoli, celery, <laughs> radish. There is radish. There's radits, right? Like, that's radish. Radish, radish yeah. So, um, Frieza has a older brother, which is cooler, and his dad is cold. <laughs> cold. That's great. Cold. Cold King. King Cold. 
King Cole mm-hmm. and Brother Cooler, which does not appear in the comics, so I don't really know much about him. But yeah, Freezer is Freezer. And then, uh, yeah, Toriyama does that. Well, I mean, like, to be fair, I mean, Araki takes all his stand names from, um, you know, Music Pass, right? Right. So, yeah. right. But that's so, what I'm saying is it's just, it, it is like weird when you read it out loud, you know, when you try to tell someone, like, if anyone knows who Ario Speedwagon is, if you're trying to tell them, like, no, no, JoJo's really cool. And there's this guy in this one part, his name Speedwagon after Aria. And people would be like, what are you talking about? That like <laughs> that corny ballad band from the 80s? It's like, no, no, no. But he, his hat has razor blades. He's very cool. <laughs> trust me. Um, all right. We should probably wrap it up. Uh, right. But say thank you for hopping on the call. Thanks for giving us the perspective of uh, how cheap it is to read Jojo as a kid that we missed out on. So I will probably tell you some of the um, things that I uh, researched on last night at some point. Yeah, feel free to send it over. We'll we'll talk about it one on one, maybe. Because it's because uh, mostly it's, it's in Japanese, so I got to translate for you to understand. So uh, oh, if you want, I don't want to make you do any any labor because I cannot pay you. But <laughs> no, 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 it, was, it was fun, actually, fun. Just uh, looking back at the, some of the uh, parts, uh, part five, because part five, I kind of like you know had dismissed almost all of it about from my memory bank and I had to like review it and then just reviewing it, you know, when characters die, it's still kind of like brings tears to my eyes and I'm like, wow, I've aged. Damn. But in a good way. <laughs> when characters die or when characters leave and never come back yep. because so, something. Yeah. So Araki in his interview with someone, he says he cries himself every time he has to make a character leave. Aww. right yeah yeah that he 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 didn't want to kill fugo or something so he was like he just he leaves yeah. he just want to kill like uh Narancha and all that other characters i mean he didn't want he didn't want anyone to die but still all right well thanks for having me yeah thanks again and just to kind of wrap up the show i will remind listeners that you can find us on twitter at jjb pod you can write to us any thoughts about jojo or what we should have next although we are pretty much booked through december we have a lot of cool shows that we're going to be watching uh, for the coming month while we avoid covid19 uh, but you can email us at jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com uh, have a safe week everyone we'll talk to you next time bye 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 Sleep mode in the morning and slide along my management rail. Wake child from her sleep.